Hello everyone and welcome to Optimist Movies, where every week we take a movie that we feel like isn't being talked about and we talk about it. I am your host, May Charlotte. This is my lovely bi-host, Luke Lively. Hello. Yes. And we are yet again joined by special guest, Alexis. Hello. Hello. And this week I picked the film Mother... Now, yes. Now, if you don't know how the show works, we do a little non-spoiler section where we tell you why you should watch, and just a generally non-spoiler thoughts on the film. Then the bulk of the show has a giant spoiler talk where we go in depth. But then after that, we do a loose segment where we talk about what we've been watching since the last episode. So, Luke. Yes. <laughs> That's my name. Y- yes, it is. What is Mother about? Well. That's art. I'll go on a very literal level here. Okay, fine. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence is the main character. She is an author's daughter, played by ha- Javier Bardem. An, uh, wait, hold on. Author's daughter? Author's wife. How's <laughs> the Author's wife. Yeah. <laughs> but then one day this dude comes in, right? Ed Harris, and he's like, whoa, and stuff. So they let him <laughs> stay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he has a wife, and I don't know, like, what's important to keep out. <laughs> okay, let's just say Jennifer Lawrence and Javier Bardem are a couple. He's an author. She's just kind of there. And uh, they have a house. People start coming, and shenanigans ensue. Yep. Yeah, fun times. Yeah, it's a fun, oh, yeah. it's a fun movie of fun. <laughs> so, uh, Alexis, the first time you've seen it. This is true. So, because obviously me and Luke like this movie, did you like this movie? I did like it. You did? Yes. Tell us what you thought. I (laughs) thought it was very interesting in the way that it didn't... Like, it had a point, but it didn't tell you exactly. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was just very interesting, and you didn't know what was going to happen next. It was very... Like, in the moment. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel like you're constantly with it, yes. where the director wants you to be. Mm-hmm. Like, you you are at the behest of him the entire film, no matter what's happening. Oh, yeah. And this is one of Luke's favorite directors ever. Yes. I love you. <laughs> uh, Darren, you. if you're listening to this. <laughs> I mean, you too, May. I mean... Uh, thanks, I appreciate it. You picked it. Good, thank you. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, Darren Aronofsky is one of... Also, as far as I've seen, one of my favorites. I haven't seen all of his stuff. Luke has. Mm-hmm. Yep. And literally everything I've seen by him has been a 5 out of 5, 10 out of 10 for me. Like, he is just absolutely batting a 1,000 for me. That's why I'm so excited to see Noah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, Emma Watson. Yeah. It, oh, yeah. Russell Crowe and Anthony Hopkins, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, apparently that movie's That's pretty That's another bad. biblical movie. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but let's not get too much into that. There, there, let's just... <laughs> this is one of those movies, as Alexis said, that if you were going in expecting answers... Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> didn't get them. Yeah, and also, like, a lot of people talk about this movie, and especially the trailers of this movie, they portrayed as a horror film yeah. i will what say what genre is this film anyway i'd call it a nightmare drama that's, that's not a real genre then drama okay. <laughs> <laughs> then a fucked up drama a yeah. psychological drama yes because that's what i call it, requiem for a dream yeah okay yeah I, it's an allegory mm-hmm. over anything else it's a very like metaphorical and in a fashion metaphysical Yes. Allegory. Yes. And it's, it's an art house. Yes. <laughs> All set in one house and it's an art film, so it's an art house film. Yes. 
But um, yeah, it's like I'd say it, in terms of like we we mentioned when we talked about Old Boy um, a few episodes ago that how that one was maybe the most screwed up movie that we have. This one might be the only one in contention that I can think of. <laughs> this one has a few messed up things in it. Yeah. Yes. I want to say if you are, I don't don't want to go into specifics, well, like, but if you are triggered, go on to buy anything specific. Go on doesthedogdie.com and check this one for yourself because it's, it's this one yeah. does not treat you nicely as an audience know. member. Yeah. Well, I call Mudder kind of a crescendo and Old Boy is like stays at the entire level, like consistent. That's very it. fair. This movie doesn't doesn't let you know mm-hmm. what it's going to be at the start. I mean, it kind of lets you know in a fashion because it like (laughs) it has those little hints of like just kind of abstract imagery as you interpret it when you first see it, at least. And and you're kind of like, okay, this is all kind of (laughs) weird, and especially the opening bits, which actually I don't think we should mention like the very, very, very opening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't think we should mention in specifics. You mean like. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yes, well, exactly like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, it really just kind of le- it it hits you with the idea that not everything is right here, and then it presents you with something that feels very domestic, mm-hmm. and then it lets you just have this seeping feeling that something will go wrong, S- shit will go down, yes. and when it eventually gets there, who boy, <laughs> it does. <laughs> it's very different than what you expect, too. Yeah. It doesn't go classical horror movie like, oh, this is scary or anything, Mm-mm. or there's no big murderer or anything like that. It's not anything like, Shh. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it it doesn't go the usual route, like like you said, yeah. yeah. Everything that you could say is messed up about this movie, you either are looking at it from an entirely surface level point of view or entirely metaphorical point of view Mm because in my opinion as much as some of the surface level stuff you see is fucked up i think the real messed up part of this movie is what it's saying that's true yeah Yeah, it's like it because obviously the imagery you see is quite horrific but what stays with you is is the power of the feeling behind everything here and yeah i don't want to get too much into it do you it's hard movie to to not spoil. Yes, it's, there's an exclamation point for a reason. Yes, and I actually looked. I was I was kind of researching it as we were watching it. And apparently, Darren Aronofsky wanted that to be there because he wanted it to emphasize how like the last bit of the movie is just such an exclamation point on the end of the film, and how it like he literally put that there as a means to emphasize the structure of how it go, is going to play out. Mm-hmm. So and I, I find that very interesting, and this is not to be confused with the Bong Joon Ho film Mother. <laughs> it came out in 2008 2007 2008 around there i don't know bong joon ho 2009 director of most recent best picture winner um parasite is one of his earlier films and um that's another very very good film that as a side recommendation you should totally watch it's really good and i own it on blu-ray so alex if you want to watch it at any point there you go <laughs> yes i still yeah. have to get through all of your movies oh yeah luke still has to get through all of my <laughs> uh, uh, 2009 2009 okay cool wow nice good job yeah anyway i think um because this movie is so hard to spoil n- know what you're getting into with this one it's not a horror movie but it's also not for the faint of heart go on does the dog die.com if you have any triggers this is a rough one but <laughs> yeah. uh, jennifer lawrence has amazing performance i say oh. go see it for that yes yes, like, yes we yes, need yes, give yes. reasons to see this. yes reasons. <laughs> like... this is jennifer lawrence's best performance hands and it's, down it definitely yeah, is as someone who loves her in silver linings playbook or who, who even doesn't really mind her in the hunger games movies in fact i think she's the best part of those movies 
Mm-hmm. She is insanely good in this. Like, too good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's catching fire. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, ow, that hurt. It's so hot and quick. Ooh. <laughs> but, um, yeah, if you like her, and this has a secretly big cast to it. A mm-hmm. very good cast that full of a lot of character actors. The only yes. name actor in this really is probably Jennifer Lawrence that like yeah. the regular old Joe Schmo knows, but there are a lot of people in this that you've seen in a lot of different places. Yeah. And Oh, there are no character names in this. Yep. Just, That's true. The credits just list like mother. Father. Him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, adulterer. <laughs> 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 like husband, wife. Yeah. Stuff cool. like, yeah. A fool, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's very interesting. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, there's. <laughs> anyway, any more thoughts? Anyone? This is an audio medium. You can't just oh. shake your head. <laughs> no, I'm good. I shook my head. <laughs> thank Me you. Too. Yeah. Okay, yes. All right. So, thank you everyone for listening to our non-spoiler talk on Mother. And uh, if you would like to listen to this, please go watch the film. It's absolutely worth it. Or don't. Live your life. Um, so yeah, three, two, one, here we go. All right, so the opening part that we mentioned mm-hmm. was that you basically see what happens at the end of the movie mm-hmm. is that there was a previous mother that that had her heart, her love, as yeah. he says, taken out of him, to her, and <laughs> taken out of her and placed on this little stand and then the house becomes anew again mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um which begs the question what do you guys think this movie means luke <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to open up my interpretation i, I can start if you like because i was easy. like this movie feels like i'm getting raped that's <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to open up on this well i but... mean <laughs> i mean no that was actually very intentional yeah, yeah. i mean because it's, it's imagine like the house being her body and stuff you know yeah yeah there are very specific things at the end, too, like them calling her names. It's always like slut, whore, or whatever, you know? Yeah, right, yeah. Yeah. It, it's fucking horrible. It's <laughs> yeah. quite awful. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so the two most common interpretations that I've heard of this seems to be the one that you're getting at is the one that actually that I don't have, but I, I do like this one a lot, that it's about uh, the family dynamic and the husband and the mother and the way that the, a relationship can break down over time when you add new people, when you let them interfere with a relationship and all that kind of stuff. Is that the interpretation that you're... Yeah, I guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Is, is that is that what you got as well, Alexis? Was that what you were thinking? Not in... Like, obviously I saw that, but yeah. it was more of a like... I found the poet to be more of like a godlike figure okay yeah this is what i was gonna say i think it's a i think it's a recreation of the old testament well not all the old testament mm-hmm. uh, it's a recreation of the bible from mother nature's perspective yes that's the way i i see mother it. nature yeah yeah right pre- precisely yes yeah. right yeah <laughs> and like i mean there's obviously the bible parts are incredibly obvious even if you yes. have the interpretation that luke yeah, has it, like it it's it's there like yeah, you, can't, it's, you can't not yeah, see it it's obviously there and not obvious what it means <laughs> right precisely yeah <laughs> i mean the way that i in- interpret the meaning is that i think that darren aronofsky has a genuine rage for the christian religion i think this is a condemnation of christianity as a whole that's the way i interpret it I can and, see that. Yeah, because like it, he he portrays Javier Bardem's character as we've basically all interpreted him as God, mm-hmm. as a selfish asshole that doesn't really look after anyone, even though he doesn't he doesn't really 
purposefully do that. But mm-hmm. he but he doesn't care about Mother Nature. He doesn't care about the people that really are there for him, that love him. He just, as Jennifer Lawrence says, and this is my favorite line in the movie, you never loved me, you just loved how much I loved you. Yes. And I, I think that's what, to me, is cements that interpretation. And, he, and actually, I, I can find that being very powerful in Luke's interpretation as well. Because a lot of times, at least in classically in the stereotypes of the husband, the wife, and everything, the wife is the caregiver. She builds up the household. She does everything, you know? But yeah. he, he goes out and he's the one that takes all the credit. He's the head of the household, yeah. you know, and all that. Mm. And he just wants, he wants the wife to do all of that. Yeah. It's like, he didn't love her. He just loved how much, what her purpose was in his life. Mm-hmm. And I, and it, it's horribly sad. Oh yeah. And tragic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and you know, their, their sex life is non-existent basically because mm-hmm. he doesn't care right. about her. And when they eventually do do it, it's not because like he loves her. No. no. In fact, it starts out blatantly like a rape. Yes. yes. She, she, screams at him no no stop and she's like pushing him off and everything like it's mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's horrible yeah <laughs> then eventually she she gives in for lack of a better term essentially because i mean regardless of how you want to interpret it he was having his way there yeah yeah she was practically forced into it yeah i mean there, there's no forgiving it but she was <laughs> she was absolutely i wouldn't say egging him on that's a horrible way to put that but like no. she was she what she said was that if it's like you want to have kids but you won't even fuck me yeah mm-hmm. which yeah. Ugh. <laughs> it's just slimy i hate it mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like the next scene though like she is smiling like the only scene where she smiles in film is after that when she knows she's pregnant right yeah, yeah. She has new a genuine heart heartfelt smile yeah she smiles yeah. a few times just like well, in casual conversation sure. but like <laughs> but yeah it's a oh god yeah. of course he's like once he finds out he just goes immediately and writes down stuff he doesn't yeah. even want to like dwell on like that specific part of her it's about his creation yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, and remember he, he only refers to the baby as his baby yeah i am his father my baby <laughs> it, to be fair there are no names in the film so i mean well, you no, can't no, really I, say arthur you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you could say our baby right Okay. That's what I was referring to. It's yeah. like he he doesn't let her have any stake in it, which is what I liked when she said, "Well, I'm his mother." Yeah, right. It was it was yeah. nice. One of the best moments like, in the movie. Yeah, it's a, I'm his father. Well, I'm his mother. Yeah, and oh, Jennifer yeah. Lawrence in that moment fucking owns me uh, every time. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh. <laughs> which um speak uh, like just the the most disturbing element of the movie it lived on face value. The, the Jesus. <laughs> yeah. When um she goes to sleep for that moment, she wakes up and you see, and even me who has seen this so many times, it's still shocking in the way it's done. She literally falls asleep for a second, then it cuts to her waking up and him holding that baby over his head, giving it to the crowd, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and they all like, Ugh. they're worshiping it, quote unquote. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you know, you don't throw a baby into a ravenous crowd. No. Because then what happens Especially happens. one that was born not even a day ago. Yeah. <laughs> not even, like, <laughs> not even 12 hours ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, and then suddenly that baby's neck is just... And then everything goes silent. They go over to the side and just there's this, like, weird, like, priest figure. Yeah. And who actually I find very interesting because he was the one... He was the first one touched, actually, earlier in the film. And he's he kind of acts as the messiah 
in, in his own fashion as as you could say john the baptist or something like that yeah and actually this is one thing i wanted to ask both of you because i know both of you generally in just terms of religious education are far more educated than me and both of you are far more spiritual than i am so i, I did want to ask you what certain things you thought meant in context to the bible because some things i i will fully admit i have no idea what it, what it means like like, like the yellow liquid that she keeps drinking i have no idea what that is I'm not going to lie, I was wondering that the whole time, too. Like, the only thing that I could think of was that it was, like, her going through nature's natural processes. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, like, obviously, the Earth goes up and down in terms of climate, in terms of whatever. I'm not saying climate change isn't real. God, climate change is real. Please, it's not a debate. It's not political. (laughs) Fuck. Anyway. (laughs) It's just a thing. It's just a thing. (laughs) But um, I, I just assumed that was her going through her natural process. In some, in some like, Mother Nature fashion, because every time that she needed to take it was when something disrupted their yeah. existence. So I assumed that that was her balancing out in some way, as 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 Mother Nature would, Maybe hypothetically. Like the house to Jack built. The can, lamp. Can you can analogy. you can you get out of here with that? <laughs> <laughs> I see what you're saying. I see the connection, but get out of here with that. <laughs> that would be an interesting movie to. You know, oddly, this would be an oddly similar double feature, the house that Jack built and Mother. Uh, I don't know about that. I mean... A movie that feel. I mean, granted, House Jack Built tips its hand with how screwed up it is much earlier. Yeah. <laughs> it's also, like, not about religion at all, you know, House of Jack Built. I agree, but I was going in more terms with the um, masculinity and relationship aspect of it. Uh, that one more deals with that and more deals with art itself, but... I, I was referring to structure, how it starts off as, like, this could happen, and then, whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. That, that's all. I don't want to spoil it for you, because that would be a fun movie to show you one day. Yeah. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's in our pool. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is in our pool. <laughs> but, um, God, Lars von Trier. We mentioned him too much. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, so, well, also, what do you think of um the floor bleeding like that? What, like, because... I assume it's, of course, the the obvious part is that it's a visual representation of their existence being crushed. But I I feel like there's more to that, especially when the moment that makes me think that is when the people near the very end are in the house and they're like taking photos with it with the hole in the floor. And I was wondering, is that a reference to something that I am not aware of or is there just an interpretation that I'm not thinking of? What do you what do you guys um, think about the weird hole in the floor (laughs) that's bleeding? I don't have one. You don't have one? <laughs> there's nothing spiritual I can go with that. Yeah. <laughs> it's... I was trying to think well, of something, but there's... Is there like a story or something well, in the Bible where that happens? specifically going with Mother Nature aspect of this, too. That's true, yeah. <laughs> I mean, is... Okay. Is that specifically referring... Okay, so I interpreted the house as Earth. Mm-hmm. That is Earth. There's a reason uh-huh. that you, like... You never see her actually ever step outside of the house. That's she tough. never steps outside of the house once. And she's always barefoot. She's never not barefoot, either. But, um, I, so would that be, I don't know, um, a physical representation of the climate change part and how people aren't taking it seriously is, is, would that be, cause climate change uh, okay. is a deliberate part of it because that, yeah. that's what I believe what the ending is yeah, when yeah. she, when she destroys the earth because of how much they've ruined it. I feel like you can interpret it different ways and that could definitely be one of the interpretations from it. Yeah. That's that. That's just, that's just how I'm trying to. But, I uh, <laughs> I think it 
looks like a vagina, but it's bleeding. Okay, but that's... because of rape, and you know, but then people okay. are taking pictures of it and stuff, like de demising it. Because like around this time, Jennifer Lawrence had like those pictures leaked. Oh right, right? yeah, so yeah, she was yeah. So exposed. I thought of the same thing when I saw that. Cause okay, it, just, I... it looked like a bleeding vagina. Yeah, I haven't yeah. thought of that actually. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, that. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Thank you guys. Okay, yeah. cool. But that, and that even, goes with the way Luke interpreted yeah. the movie. Yeah. There's also the name calling that like she probably got yeah. uh, online. Right. Mm. Well, I mean, okay, it, it could fit mine in, in terms of like that it's the earth bleeding. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Or, or it could fit that one. I think that yeah. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. One thing that I was thinking that I, I wasn't sure about this one. This one I thought was kind of loose. Was the sink breaking the, the Great Flood? Was that, what the, was that what that was supposed to be? I don't know if that's what it was supposed to be, but it definitely fits it. Because, like, you know, it like, she constantly said to the humans, please get off, please yeah. stop, they won't listen, and then suddenly everyone leaves once it bursts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but then who's Noah? Like... That's fair. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's... Would the... Uh, I don't know. Ah, I don't... <laughs> there's, there's so much in this film that you can interpret, yeah. and it's okay. just... Yeah, it, like Ed Harris and the wife, they're never seen again after that scene, no. right? So I mean, even though I, could interpret I think they're very clearly Adam and Eve. And yes. literally at one point, the, when, during the la one of the last scenes where you see Michelle Pfeiffer in a bra, there's like a leaf on yeah. her bra, yeah, which is... Green yeah. leaf. Yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, and there's a the whole apple thing with the gym. Yep, mm -hmm. the, the forbidden fruit, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it, they yeah. go and they break it. It, and and bad it fell out happen. of her hand, right? Yeah. 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 And they have Cain and Abel. And yep. yep. And you know what happens. Yeah, Donald right. Gleason absolutely mercs his brother, which mm -hmm. actually those two actors were brothers. Oh, nice. Yep, they actually were really? brothers. And they're both Brendan Gleason's sons. Brendan Gleason, actually, you've seen the Harry Potter movies, right? Yeah. He's he's mad at, Brendan Gleason is Mad-Eye Moody. Mm. And Donald Gleason is also in Harry Potter. He plays one of the Weasley brothers. He plays one of the um, brothers that they stake out in the house in at the end of the first part of Deathly Hallows and the beginning of the second part. Oh. So. Interesting. There you go. The more you know. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of the cast, like, okay, so we have Jennifer Lawrence, best ever, mm -hmm. period. Javier Bardem, who is fantastic as, yes. quote unquote, him yeah. or God. Yeah. And he is one oh, of there's a whole another level of this movie like a me, like a meta level Darren Aronofsky as an artist. Yes, right? that is so, that's also true. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe like the health Jack built then there's yeah. a connection. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Darren Aronofsky almost all of his films are built around at least that I've seen someone being so obsessed with something most of the time some kind of art even though Requiem for a Dream is not that but most of the time some kind of art to but so much to the point where it takes everything out of them to where they lose everything. That's the common theme I've seen in all of his movies. And so I think, and I, I, I might have heard this somewhere, but I think that art takes a toll on him. Mm -hmm. And that's actually what I was referring to in my Letterboxd review that I posted. I hope he's okay. Yeah. Because that he clearly has so much anguish in him, especially when he's creating art, that I, I think that probably this movie is a good way to to visualize that for him because he went through probably every emotion to get this film out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And especially a movie like this, not exactly kind, mm -hmm. <laughs> probably hard to get approved, hard to make. Obviously he's the legendary Darren Aronofsky at this point, Yeah. but you know, even directors like that, they have to really work yeah. to get their stuff oh, out. The yeah. previous movie was Noah, which was like a big budget type of thing. So you think they'd be able to give him something after that? Cause that was a hit, right? 
I'm not sure. Um, or I'm, popular. I'm, I don't know. A, a lot of people know about that. That's a, absolutely his biggest movie. I'd say his most famous movie is probably Requiem for a Dream. Really? I've heard more people talk about that one, yeah. I feel like Black Swan might be. Oh, shit, I forgot. Yeah, Black Nat- Swan, yeah. Natalie Portman and stuff. Yeah. I don't think I've seen any of his other films. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> we have like three in the pool. Really? Yeah, we have, yeah, we have the a three, lot. Yeah, that he's seen, anyway. Yeah, she's. <laughs> sorry, we have, sorry. We have. Well, we have. Okay, we have this one. We have the wrestler. We have Black Swan, and we have Requiem for a Dream. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. And then Noah yeah, had pies, a, Noah had a budget of one hundred twenty-five million. Its worldwide gross was three hundred fifty-nine. So it wasn't a big hit, but it did make its money back, and it was profitable. Okay. So. What was and, the budget on Mother? Wasn't it like 30000 or something? 30000 30000 30, <laughs> 30, Hold on. I meant $30 million. Uh, <laughs> like, Or something it's like that. It's, that. Thir- it's $30 million, okay. And it's it actually lost money because worldwide gross is only 44 Because the, the general rule, I don't know if I told you this, is that it earns two times its budget. Yeah. That way it can get its marketing as well. So it actually lost money as a whole, this okay. movie did. Which, I mean, you know... A lot yeah. of famous movies yeah. do. And this was a yeah. very polarizing movie. So a lot of people hate this movie, and that I didn't hate true. it. Yeah, I was reading reviews on it, and I was while we were watching it actually, yeah. and I was very confused because I found it to be very good. But I feel like a lot of people don't like not knowing. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of art makes people mad when it when it lets you stay to your yeah. own devices. I mean, a part of a comforting part of art. Is that you can feel what it wants you to feel. Yeah, it's a very intellectual film. Yeah. But when, so, you, when you don't know what it wants you to feel and yeah. you're just kind of being uncomfortable, then a and natural then response would be even after the film, you're just like, ah, I don't know what to think about that. And yeah. then you keep thinking about it and it's, just, it's so frustrating. Yeah. It, it gives you catharsis, but not good oh, catharsis. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know the cinema score grade is an F for yep. this. Mm-hmm. Only 19 movies have gotten that rate. Hereditary is one of them too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That it's was a crazy. Funny one. No. <laughs> and and uh, Jennifer Lawrence's performance was nominated for Razzie. For so. Razzie. Javier Bardem was. Darren Aronofsky was. Wow. Yeah. And, like, come on, people. Like, I get you didn't like the movie. Worst of the year? In 2017. There were some stinkers that year. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just saying, like, Justice League is a good example that I'm thinking of. <laughs> is out of nowhere. But, um,. Oh God! <laughs> but um, come on, her performance—I don't care if you don't like it. Her performance is insane. Oh yeah, you can't deny a good actress. Yeah, yeah. She, she's incredible in this movie. You know, she she got so into it. She got so like crazy, like just part of this character that during one of the screaming sh- scenes, she cracked her rib. Really? Yeah. She actually gave birth, I think. <laughs> yeah, she <laughs> was so acting. into it, she actually gave birth, yeah. <laughs> she actually had that baby. <laughs> yeah. But no, she she cracked one of her ribs during during the pregnancy scene when she was screaming so hard. And after this movie, it took such a toll on her, she took a break from all film for a year. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Wait, wasn't 2018 Red Sparrow there? Yeah. Uh, that was 2017, I believe, as well. Even though I will... She took a break filming for a year, yeah. even though that could have been... Yeah, you know, Which, I will by, check though. By the way, directed by the Hunger Games uh, dude. Yep. Yeah, so. <laughs> I haven't it. seen Red Sparrow, but I've heard it's awful. It is 2018. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard it's absolutely awful, and I've heard it's. I mean, <laughs> maybe it was dumb at production by that point. The um, first review on IMDb is called "Voluptuous Chick." I wonder what this guy has on his mind. Let's. <laughs> 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 but um. Anyway, mother. 
I I I love Jennifer Lawrence. I mean, she. Mm-hmm. I, I I have never seen her be bad in a thing. I've seen her be in plenty of movies I don't like, but I've never seen her be bad yeah. mm-hmm. ever. And that's when you know you're watching a good actress mm-hmm. or a good actor or whatever. It's like mm-hmm. she they they elevate their material. And if I I genuinely believe she could have a legendary career if she keeps going down this path. Mm-hmm. And at least as of now, I I don't think any of people that like grew up in this generation will ever forget her in terms of her star power. But I think that generations to come will know her if she keeps going on this gener on this on this path and i'm i'm very astounded by her range her power and because you could tell especially in this one she gives her all in it yeah. especially with what i, I just can, said i can yeah. imagine she was tired of appearing in big studio pictures like so many properties yeah the hunger I, games um x-men yeah all that yeah, yeah. Just giant green screens everywhere and fucking <laughs> 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 and literally the the year before this she was an x-men apocalypse which mm-hmm. is famously one of the, just the biggest studio productions that kind of just like <laughs> <laughs> and their most recent ones x-men uh the dark phoenix, dark phoenix. yes which um and, was another big studio yeah. x-men film that went <laughs> yeah. and if you've seen it like her and it you can maybe tell she wasn't it uh, had a heart in it or she something. no she was contractually obligated which you know i feel for i mean yeah. you can't i mean that People think that Katniss was what got her up there. No, it was X-Men. Her, she did X-Men First Class before she did Hunger Games. And she clearly is very passionate about that mm-hmm. film. And even, mm-hmm. I think she's great in Days of Future Past, which is the next one. Yeah. Well. I know you haven't seen the X-Men films. So that's why I'm kind of filling you in. Yeah, that one has <laughs> yes. time travel. That one does have time travel. It's very good. That's a great X-Men movie. <laughs> you know uh, but then else has time travel? Hmm. What? Cinderella 3, A mm-hmm. Twist in Time. It sure does. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to our episode on Cinderella 3 Twist in Time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we need to show you that. I know. Oh, yeah, it makes me sad. I'm here all the time. Why have we not watched it? Okay. Let's, let's, make she... it more, let's, make, let's make it right here. She... We, have, we have plans after we record this, but once we get back, <laughs> but we, will, we will show it to you at one point. Either way, yes. you'll be here probably tomorrow morning, so... Back on to mother, yeah, Sorry. mother. Okay. But um, yeah, this this um this interpretation, you guys like it's the reason that I didn't fully subscribe to it is because I thought a lot of the imagery that I saw didn't quite apply to it. But then now that I'm thinking about it, like especially with the bloody floor and everything, I think it's starting to form mm-hmm. a lot better in yeah. my mind, and it, it makes a lot of sense to me because especially the more I think about the fact that he's older. Mm-hmm. The fact that she's a young, beautiful, like, maiden, essentially. Yeah. And, like, literally, you're first introduced to her in basically a see-through gown. Yeah. yeah. And it's just an extended walking sequence of her yeah. going through this house. Isn't mm-hmm. the first thing that breaks in this movie a china cup, right? So something super delicate. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then right and after that's when you see... the last thing that breaks is her heart. D- literally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. literally. Yeah. <laughs> she loses all will to live. And, like, and I... I love how it, it in now thinking on this interpretation, I love now how it acknowledges the the scarring, but also that those feelings were still there at the end. Because obviously she hates him in a fashion, but she but just take it. Take my love. Take the, the yeah. last thing I have. Because you can't argue that as as a victim, the only feeling that you have in your heart, the only thing that you're feeling is just pure hatred. Yeah. And it's just not true to life. It's a lot of it is sadness from what you thought you had earlier. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you still love... I'm not saying you love your assaulter. I'm not saying that. <laughs> but it's just there's... It's more complex than just I hate you. Yeah. Yeah. You're still trying to give them your all. 
yeah. no matter what. Especially in a situation like this would be. Yeah. A lot of people argue, you know, you can't be raped if you're like, wit- that if it's like your spouse or whatever. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. not true. <laughs> Absolutely not, not true. true. Or even if you're in a relationship or anything. If you're in a situation like that, please seek help. Anyway. <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's such a heartbreaking and very real thing that a lot of, at least films, don't even touch on. Javier Bardem is a horrible human being. Yeah, I know. Like he's horrible. Well, I mean, yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> but no, 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 no. The actor's fine. He's a very generous man. Okay. <laughs> but in yeah. the film, yeah, <laughs> he plays my favorite Bond villain. Anyway, with a capital H. Yeah. Wait, really? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Huh. I love him in Skyfall. <laughs> Freaking Goldfinger. Gold yeah, oh, okay. Um, my favorite modern Bond villain. Oh, Chief is great. Yeah. Ah, uh, the guy who plays uh, Blowfield and on Majesty's Secret Service. Christoph, Christoph Waltz is great. That character is not oh, done yeah. service. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, sorry, Alexis. Uh, Sean, Sean Bean also. Yeah. Well, modern. Yeah. Well, I'm just naming all became, uh, Yeah, okay, that's fair. That's fair. That movie that came out like 23 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah, we we weren't born, you know. Yep. Um. <laughs> anyway, Javier Bardem is great, and I think he if he did ride the line of just I am a horrible person, his character wouldn't be nearly as compelling because throughout most of the film, especially when you first see it, you kind of, you realize that he's flawed, but you don't dislike him. That's true. Yeah. It's like, and a lot of people in that position aren't very overtly dislikable, mm-hmm. especially when you don't know anything about them. Mm-hmm. He's he's charismatic. He seems to be very caring. He... He's ho- he's ho- very hospitable. Very he's an hospitable. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's an author. So. Yeah, he is an author. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I know how much you love your author characters. Uh-huh. <laughs> God he's bless also Stephen King. Very <laughs> forgiving throughout. The yep. whole, which goes back to being a godlike figure. Like mm-hmm. he's just always which, about forgiving yeah. people who have done wrong. Yeah, which Wait, is one of the most heartbreaking moments near the end where like you killed my baby it's like yeah. we have to find a way to forgive them yeah and she just freaks out as she should yeah that's <laughs> obviously wrong is this the first movie we covered as an offer in it <laughs> Hold on. I, I, I don't think so i i, I have a feeling that no i mm. <laughs> well okay we have two artists in la la land at least um uh, in spider-man they write news stories uh rocket man he's a songwriter <laughs> Uh, Cinderella 3, no. Um, yeah. Scott Pilgrim, a bunch of songwriters. Uh, Chronicle, no. 2001, no. Alien, no. They're with Andre. Are they writers in that? I, uh, like, they're playwrights. I yeah, guess. okay, yeah. One of them, they, they, they write plays, so not quite. Spider Man 2, no. Old Boy, hell no. <laughs> uh, Did Raiders you say Lost... Hellboy? No, Old Boy. Oh, okay. <laughs> old Boy, uh, hell Raiders no. of the Lost Ark, they're professors, but not quite authors. Love right. Story. No. Okay, so okay, this so would be the... Overtly an yes. author, yes. Okay. Bunch of creatives that we've covered. But yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, God. This movie's so good. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. It's it gets so... better the more you talk about it, too, because you get to bounce off ideas off each other, and it's, oh, it's good. I love movies like yeah. this. This is why I go to the movies, because you can... It, it hooks yeah. you, and yeah. then it constantly makes you think about it. And then when you rewatch it, you yeah. see more details, mm-hmm. and it builds and builds and builds. Yeah. What did Ed Harris cough up? Uh, what do you what do you mean? Like, I, I I assumed it was blood. I assumed he was sick because he just gave his rib, you know. Because uh-huh. yeah. you liter- you deliberately see 
him or Javier Bardem cover up the, the wound on his yes, side, which is yes. clearly intended to be part of his and rib. The, the uh, tissues with blood on them on the sink. Oh shoot! Yeah, I don't know. But is the, in terms of in terms of your interpretation. Yeah, I also think this movie works very well on a literal standpoint up till the very end, like yeah. with the police coming in and stuff. Like that, yeah. I, I, that's a little ridiculous. <laughs> that no, point. it's 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 ridiculous. But in terms of, I think if you are looking at literally, just in terms of the filmmaking, he sells that chaos very oh, well. Yes, like you get why police would be needed to be here. Oh, yeah. At one point when they're going into different rooms and then there's like a riot happening in this room and people getting sprayed in this room and yeah. <laughs> there's like different worlds happening in every room. Yeah. But I, I think overall the feeling is very, it, it's very earned. I feel like that's when a lot of people start to dislike this film because with the reviews I was reading, I think they took it too literal at that point. <laughs> okay, yeah. I can see how that would be like a little, like obviously well, it would I mean, be... Like, if if you're just willing to feel bad for a movie, then obviously it's fine. Yeah. But, but if you're trying to find meaning in the literal stuff of what's happening, then you won't find any. Yeah. Because Darren Aronofsky doesn't give a shit about what you think. <laughs> I love movies like that, though. Well, I don't know. Yeah. On a literal level, it's like him and Offer becoming obsessed with, like, fandom and, like, reception, right? To yeah. the point... Uh, where, or to the point where his fan yeah. base comes entirely, which is so I do think it can work on a little works on the meta level as well because how so many things and I, especially someone it's who like just a, did a big a, budget movie, a Noah, cautionary tale, yeah, like. how he he did all of this stuff and then people came in and didn't react how he wanted to clearly because it got a mixed reception and Noah did and then <laughs> by the and then by the end he destroyed everything everything mm-hmm. gone <laughs> that's that's really interesting I. I feel so bad for Darren Aronofsky because clearly, like, if if you believe in the idea that a filmmaker's, like, personal anxieties and feelings are represented in their art, which I do. Oh, yeah. Then, for sure. Then there is clearly something agonizing in that man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, and he, he obviously very much inhibits it onto his sets because everyone on here feels like they are just peak emotional level. Even, like, the extras they're they're going insane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like, uh, his crowd control is not showy at all, but very powerful. Because one of the hardest things a director can do is to direct like fifty people at once. Mm-hmm. Like, imagining imagine being behind the camera and telling everyone to do a very specific thing all at once, and all of it having to work in these fluid camera movements like he's doing. That's it's, so impressive. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. He's an incredible filmmaker. Yeah. Yeah. And like. Actually, a couple of moments of this remind me of Requiem for a Dream. Like yeah, when me it too. Yeah. so white, like twice, I believe. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it always reminds me when they take the drug. And then, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I love it. There, a bunch of he he uses the quick cut method a few times in this as well, because um, as you don't know that that film heavily deals with drug content, mm-hmm. and a lot of times you yes. see people. Well, you don't like see it in very graphic detail because it's very stylistic, but you see people shooting up. And it like goes, it like cuts rhythmically through a bunch of shots, like through the pupil dilating and then the the syringe going down and then mm-hmm. the thing tightening. It's a bunch of like cut, cut, cut to a yeah. cool image. Oh, and he wow. does that a few times in this movie too. Yeah. yeah. There's and, a porn writing for a dream with the refrigerator and it moving, right? Yeah. And then there's a furnace in this movie too, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is also Home Alone. Which actually, which right? actually, <laughs> you'll be proud of me, reminded me of the Black Coat's daughter. It, 
Really? Yeah. <laughs> One of Luke's favorite horror movies. Oh, that he's oh yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know what I'm talking about in a furnace being reminded of. That's <laughs> 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 obvious, Luke. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. What's the furnace in this movie mean? The Earth's core. Yeah. Oh. No one went down there besides her and God. Yeah. yeah. And that's why she blows it up and it's mm-hmm. her. Okay. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I presume that was what it was. And if you want yeah. to, and if you want to do it. Well, it's a toad. What does that mean? Did it, I assume that was a plague. Okay. Being let out. That's how I've always interpreted because one of the, like the, that, t- the toad. the house and, empty at that point though? I mean. Yeah, but no, that's, that was right after they start, they introduced the first, the first um, set of humans. Um, yes. I was about to say Cain and Abel, Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the first, I think that's an omen in a fashion for the film to show that this, at least in the biblical sense, that shit's about to happen. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And there was a plague of frogs in the Bible. Yes. Yes, there was. was. That's one of the things I do know about. I have seen the 1999 mummy film. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) I haven't. What? I've not either. That that, that film deals with uh, the... uh, Even, wait, no, what am I talking about? That's the Ten Plagues of Egypt. I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, but uh, anyway, I after that, I did I did remember doing research at that yeah. to point about plagues in the Christian faith. Yeah. And that was one uh, the, of, yeah, the, prince of the Prince of Egypt. I will show you one day. It's on the 200 for me. So. Is that the animated film? Yes. Yes, okay. It's beautifully animated and stuff. Yeah, I'll talk more about it later. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I, that's what I always interpreted it as. And I love, in terms of your interpretation as well, um, Ed Harris and Michelle Pfeiffer, and how they they almost acted as... Um, I love, in, in writing what, what they're referred to as clone characters, mm-hmm. and where these characters could be a version of the characters that you know. And like, so these two, in your, in your version, are the typical but perverted version. Like, he's... Yeah. He's indulged in smoking, and that's like one of his defining characteristics. She is pretty much entirely obsessed with the family dynamic and sex and yes. indulgence in that. And that's their typical role mm-hmm. in that fashion in terms of at least the bad version of it. So I, I like that in in your interpretation how this is like the bad version of what they could become. Because mm-hmm. clearly they don't have a healthy relationship at Harrison and Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. <laughs> and because you rarely actually see them together in the film you you see them as they enter together you see them absolutely the only time you really see them together is in a sexual way of some sort yeah yeah and apart the only the only thing you see michelle pfeiffer do is essentially act as a temptress yeah or seductress and ed harris talking to god and Mm -hmm. coughing his lungs out literally dying yeah yeah (laughs) Or he just got the help from God and is he's doing great now, you know? Yeah. That's the only real exception to that, but they're they're not stable people. No. And and then you figure out later that he clearly had smoked and that was a problem, but he's dying because of it. And mm-hmm. he's a, 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 a quote-unquote rabid fan. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. And I think in a fashion, um, him or Javier Badem, he he idolizes him in a fashion. Because you see him especially during the scenes where they're make like making out he's like fixated on him he's staring at him yeah i noticed that too and it, it was it's weird as shit yes <laughs> it made me uncomfy yeah <laughs> cuz like because he, jennifer lawrence then like when they were sitting at the table she looked at him and like had this concerned weird look on her face and then he was just 
intently staring at them just make out. It was very awkward. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's uh, like at the end when she has a baby and she doesn't want him to get it. All he does is sit in the chair and stare and at stare. her until she falls asleep, mm-hmm. which is like for at least two days, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she doesn't sleep for that long. And it's yeah. I don't know how hard that is to sit in the floor, not eat, not feed her baby. Yeah. Well, she fed her baby. Well, yeah, yeah. she breastfed her baby. But, like, you know, babies require more than just breast milk, guys. There was also food there. There was? Yeah, there oh, was... right, yeah, the right, right, right. The gifts, right, of course, of course. Of course, the gifts. Yeah, um, I, and that's one thing I know that you love as well, this, the, the layered nature. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that, mm-hmm. like, films yes. like this, films like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, films like Swiss Army Man, mm-hmm. The Lighthouse, I love Requiem movies like dream. this. Requiem for a Dream. <laughs> I think that one's a little bit more literal in style. But oh, sure. yeah, but I I love movies that that present something to you clearly are pointing you in a direction, but let you decide what that direction is. Yes, yeah, I I think Vertigo is layered. <laughs> no, no, it is. Okay. It absolutely is. No, Working for a Dream is, is is a fantastic film. Please do not take that as me. It it's a little bit more literal in style, just simply because the the metaphor game isn't quite isn't quite all there. Even though one character is very much so, <laughs> which you know which one I'm talking about, I assume, but. Okay, that, that was not what I said. Well, I know what you fucking said. But... Okay. <laughs> but um, anyway, yeah, all, all these are incredibly layered films, and that's why I think this one will stick with me for a long time, and I'll rewatch it constantly. Not constantly, a lot. Constantly. Just throughout my life. Are you okay? I will... <laughs> it makes me sad, and I love it. No, there's honestly, there's something I admire about a movie that can just go for a sad thing and not pull a punch. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 You uncovered at least one that does that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, I'm the, I mean, I, okay, I'm, I'm not going to, uh, never mind. <laughs> it reminds me of a movie that, that I have seen that I really love that I need to show both of you, but you're probably thinking of what it is. You probably don't know. <laughs> cool. <laughs> but, um, you look confused. Yes. <laughs> then I'm not going to tell you. It's fine. <laughs> but, um, we obviously haven't touched on everything, but is there anything specific you guys would like to talk about? No. Okay. I'm good. You good? All right. Well, then, is that is that spoiler talk? Yeah. Oh well. Uh, whoa, this, whoa. The special effects, I'd like to say, are like great. Yes, they are. Yeah. There's well, a lot they... of there's a lot of hidden CGI in yeah. this movie, actually. Yeah. Like almost the entire outside is CGI 100 percent of the time. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, obviously that that house was in a real location, but like you know, when shit blows up, then <laughs> <laughs> then it's a little different. <laughs> they like... actually blew up the house and burned Jennifer Lawrence alive. Yep. <laughs> And when she ends up basically disintegrating, excellent effect. Oh, yeah. Very yeah. hard to do because you got to create like a whole model there and like the, with the interacting with the actual yeah, lot, of, lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like if someone initially looked at this movie, they wouldn't expect special effects to be in here, right? Oh, yeah. Just dumb in a house, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It, <laughs> Even when things get crazy, they're still in the house. <laughs> they're still in the house and everything still feels very in camera. Yeah. yeah. But like, I mean... And, like, even a lot of that baby stuff with CG, uh, a lot of the crowd at, at some points, like, <laughs> like background crowd members, they, some of yeah. them were CG. Like, mm-hmm. and this is just 30 million movie, you know? But, like, a movie like Upgrade, that was also made for about, like, 30 million. In fact, I think it was made for less. That's like, such a good But, movie. like, some directors, they can yeah. they can just take a budget and just absolutely ring it for everything it's oh, worth. Yeah. <laughs> and Darren Aronofsky is one of them. Because he's, besides Noah, really, as far as I know, he's never made a movie with, like, a huge budget. He's, he's very comfortable no. within a budget. 
And I, I always love directors that can make you feel like a big movie with very little. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. <laughs> I'll say the fountain has great effects as well. But yeah, sorry. Oh, I forgot about the fountain. Yeah. yeah. Is that a small movie? I haven't uh, seen it. So. They're not. Uh, I want to call it a small movie, but it is a small movie. <laughs> okay, so because it, 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 it does doesn't the... feel like a small movie, and there's cast in it that like, like Hugh Jackman, be... yeah, and someone Rachel McAdams, I think. Rachel McAdams, oh, wow, <laughs> wow, yeah, Mean Girls' own Rachel McAdams. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for me, I'd say I'd probably say something like Doctor Strange's own, but you know. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, there was effects. Those aren't like the problem with the movie. I mean, oh but. yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, regardless, I know that when I watch Noah, I bet the part of that movie that I will probably find that I'm expecting not to find up to par with his other films that I've seen is not the filmmaking. I, mm-hmm. I imagine he's going to be pretty consistent all the way through. It actually makes me sad because this guy was absolutely gunning to make a Batman film at one point. Really? Yeah. But it didn't end up working out. There was a whole, like, shake-up with DC's rights and everything. That's why there are, like, very, very few DC movies in, like, mid-2000s era. Oh, wow. Around because of that whole thing. But even though there obviously are, but still. Just, I would have loved to see him do it. Then Christopher Mm -hmm. Nolan ended up doing it, and we got Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises. I imagine Uh you've heard of them. (laughs) So, So, I mean, you know, I'm obviously not disappointed with what we got, but... I still would have loved to see Darren Aronofsky's version of Batman. That would have been fucking cool. That would be yeah. great. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah. This time Jared Leto can play Batman. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get uh, Look, Jared Leto's a great actor, but um, he is now forever tainted with a Batman property for me. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, but, uh, God. <laughs> he he could have been great. Too bad. <laughs> so sad. Yep. Um, but yeah, I think that's spoiler talk, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. Thank you, everyone, for listening to our spoiler talk on Mother. So now we're going to the loose segment where we're talking about what we have been watching since the last episode. Three, two, one. You. Yes. Ha- you. <laughs> you have watched more this this time around than you had before. Yes. Yeah. So throw us out one. Give okay. give give us one. Give me one. I watched Below Her Mouth the other day. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> It was interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so basically, this mo- the movie is about a woman who is engaged to a male. And she then gets a weekend to herself. And she starts trying to figure out her sexuality more. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, it's like below her mouth, not below his mouth, right? Yep. And it's... It's porn. It, yes, it is, it is? pornography, <laughs> basically. <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen I'm it, like, but that's the way that you described it to me. It's not going to the levels of love, though. <laughs> Am I, it, it's, it would have been a great film if it would have been more about love than a physical aspect. You know what I mean? Like, it didn't have to be sex scene after sex scene. And, <laughs> like, it was, it was disappointing. Yeah, it's like, it I was, feel like, it's like, this is a phenomenon I've noticed with a lot of LGBTQ films that yeah. I've seen, is that they feel the need to, like, show very explicit sexuality. Only the lesbian ones, though. I wonder why that is. Anyway. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, it's like, and that's particularly why I love films like Love, Simon, because 
that's a PG-13 movie. Yeah. And it's about a, a, a gay dude. teenager. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And it, it does it in a very honest way. It's like, it's like when when people of the LGBT community, when we say we want representation, it's not that we want to see a bunch of girls fucking each other. Yeah, because just like in a regular film with two straight people, it's not them having sex all the time. It's them building a relationship. Yeah. It's like, that's, that's what we want to see. That's all we want to see. Yeah, we, want, we just want to be represented. We don't yes. want to be shoved in our face. Look how, look how gay. Look how gay. Look at the look, gayness. I can go fuck a girl. It, yeah, it's like... It's like, <laughs> like that's not... <laughs> oh, it was so disappointing. Yeah, it's, like, it's just like... I feel like it's a bunch of the wrong like message and lessons being learned by the higher-ups in studios. I d- there are great LGBTQ films out there. Love, Love Simon's the only ones coming to mind. I'm blanking. I know there are others. Yeah. But honestly, there's one that I feel like Brokeback Mountain. Brokeback Mountain. That's another fantastic one. Yes. And that one does have sexuality in yeah, it. Portrait laid on fire. Portrait laid on fire. Another great one. Yes. Thank you, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> Good man. <laughs> but there's a movie that I feel like First. the uh, no. <laughs> First being a Yes, there is an LGBTQ character in it. <laughs> One of the main characters. The, the third, the third supporting character. <laughs> anyway, third streak. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I, I feel like if you want to know the good and the bad to do, watch Blue is the Warmest Color because that has all the I relationship want... building that you'd want and all of the very explicit like sex that you also that want. you don't want <laughs> because that is on my watch and, list yeah but that being said i i don't think that me and you're saying that sex in movies is bad oh no because it doesn't have to be in your face the whole time though yeah it's like sex can it is a part of life it should not be like all, all that's like how, steadfast like, that's how avoided. relationships develop yeah through your Phys- physical attraction is real and it shouldn't be ignored no but like it but, but it shouldn't just be about the physical attraction yeah because there's because love is a far deeper than that gaspar no way sorry <laughs> oh rocket man's another great one yes yeah. that's another great one yeah and, and, and no <laughs> but you know what else yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> but gaspar no i need to learn that lesson um mm. because love mm. is not all about sex and <laughs> yeah. even and, in climax there's lesbians but yeah meaningless yeah, th- that movie is meaningless <laughs> but I actually admire that movie a lot more than you. I think that movie accomplishes everything it wants to. Anyway, not to get into Climax right now. <laughs> I don't know why that movie's called Climax. If you think that one would be more pornographic than a movie called Love, it's not. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> blow her mouth. Sounds interesting. Bad. <laughs> it's bad. Yeah. yeah. I heard a lot about it. I know a lot of people love it, though. Really? So, yeah, I know a good amount of people love it. It was official selection yeah. at TIFF. Are they lesbians? So. I don't know. I, I I haven't interviewed the lesbians that love it. I will say, for a positive note on it, mm-hmm. it the development through their relationship was nice. It just wasn't shown like enough. Yeah, it just or as prominently as it should have yeah, been. Yeah, it, it should have just been shown more. Yeah, it's like they, more than below her mouth. Like, it, it it feels like. <laughs> it, by what I'm what I'm hearing, it sounds like they were only developing the characters to have the excuse that they developed characters to then get to the sex scene stuff. Yeah, I, I hate that kind of thing. Because like the main characters, they met in a club and they instantly had a sexual attraction, mm-hmm. which happens. Which happens. Yeah. Yes, but then you know she 
she has a fiance, so that's not good. But then they meet each other again, and bam, they have sex. <laughs> oh, that sounds great. <laughs> Cheating. <laughs> Cheating's wacky, <laughs> And it's it's within one weekend, and there's probably oh. hmm. there's probably like six sex scenes, maybe more. How long is this movie? This movie is 94 minutes. Wow. <laughs> At least Blue's Aromas Color is like three hours long. <laughs> and that movie maybe, has like four in it. Maybe <laughs> I'm saying more sex scenes than there are, but there were a lot within 94 minutes. Yeah, Either way. It sounds like half the movie. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> that, it's sad. That, sound, that just sounds sad. <laughs> God. Well, uh, interesting. <laughs> um, I have two that I can rattle off real quick, and then Luke, you can talk about one. Okay. Um, I watched two Alien films. I rewatched them. Um, two, two of some of the weaker ones. I watched Alien Three and Alien Resurrection. Fuck Alien Resurrection. <laughs> and Alien Three, I do want to talk about a little bit Alien though. Alien Cube. Alien Cube. Sorry, because literally on the title, it, it is like to the power of three. Oh, really? It says Alien Cubed. It it it's in a collection up there. You won't be able to see it like that. Oh. <laughs> Sad. But um, this movie famously had a very troubled production history. And it is the the very first production of one of my absolute favorite directors of all time named David Fincher. He has done films like Seven, Fight Club, He's great. Gone Girl, The Social Network. Um, I want to watch Gone Girl. Yeah, he's literally made nothing but oh, wow. but absolute hits as far as I've seen. And this is and he was clearly a lot of times during this, and you can tell the studio was absolutely butt fucking him <laughs> throughout most of this. Veteran button funny. Uh, but I haven't seen it. But I. Yeah. But yeah, we need to get I, on that. We need. We do need to get on it. We constantly mention it. <laughs> but um, he is so meticulous, and there is another cut of this movie that wasn't theatrical. You've only seen theatrical, right, Luke? Mm-hmm. And theatrical is is quite weak. I I thought that movie was okay, but weak sauce. It, it's it's quite weak, weak sauce. sauce. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but um. The assembly cut, as it's known as, is much better. In fact, I think it makes yes. that okay movie good to great. And it, it it has some of the flaws that the original did because it's unavoidable with just the cuts. CGI is occasionally a little... Uh. <laughs> it, it's a lot more sparingly used in the assembly cut. And the atmosphere is developed more. The characters are developed more. It's It was originally like an hour, 40-something minutes. It then became two hours and 20-something minutes. So it, it's long now. And it's... It, it services the film much more. So if you have the ability, if you don't like Alien 3, give the assembly cut a shot. Because either way, it might ha- make you appreciate what David Fincher was trying to do more. So, mm-hmm. yeah. A little bit on Alien 3. Luke, throw us out one. Well, all right, I mentioned this is uh, Portrait of Lee on Fire. So I finally <laughs> watched this thing. Yes, 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 yes. It's yes. amazing. It's- yes, May has talked about it on podcast before. Uh, I have not watched it. Yeah, it's... If you want to watch an LGBTQ film, watch fucking Portrait of a Lady on Fire. It's so yes. good. It's so good. It's so yeah. good. <laughs> about this girl who's supposed to paint this other chick and then, wow, her knowing. In like that's the setup. 17th and, yeah. century France yeah, it's a period on an isolated I- island. Yeah. yeah. It's so beautiful. And there's just no score. that You just hear nature and the wind. Everything, everything. feels so naturalistic. It's uh-huh. oh. and the the connection you feel it. It's ah, good stuff. <laughs> one of my one of the best last shots of all time, in my opinion. Well, you know, it is. It is. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love this movie. I love everything about it. 
I, I, I've already pre-ordered it on the Criterion Collection. I pre-ordered it like instantly after I saw it. Uh-huh. It's coming in later this month and I'm so excited. <laughs> and just please go support this. It's on Hulu. Please go support it. Please. Please go support this movie. We need more things like this. We, we need to show the bigwigs this is the kind of stuff we want. Please go support this movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll definitely have to watch that one. Yeah, it's on Hulu, so please look accessible. There you go. Yes. Um, yeah, Alexis, I know you've seen some more. Throw out one. Knives Out, but I'll let you <laughs> explain that one because this is your favorite movie. Uh, it's tied for my favorite movie, yes. Uh, Knives Out is uh, it's great. It's so good. It's, it's so good. It's tied, but you had to pick on Letterboxd. Like, well, yeah, I just, I mean, like, I don't know. It's just, I get more happiness out of this movie than the other one. The other yeah. one, in case people are wondering, is Blade Runner 2049. That movie is not trying to be happy. <laughs> but... Um, I, I this movie gives me insurmountable amounts of joy. Yes. yes. And both of you were witnessing that as you were watching it with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could not stop smiling throughout the movie. Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, it's so good. It's just such a lighthearted movie, you know. It's well, like... I mean, uh, hold on. Well. <laughs> it it's a movie that balances everything it needs to in such a spectacular fashion. Yes. You understand the stakes of the mystery. You understand the st- like what it means to all the characters. You understand the overall more broad aspects and implications of the story and the metaphors it's going for. Mm -hmm. And it also manages to be a genuinely comedic toned film that doesn't undercut all of that, all those stakes and emotions that it sets up beforehand. Yep. It's fucking genius. It's genius. Ryan Johnson is one of the most, he's one of the best. He's, he's, he's great. I love him. I love him so much. Mm. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah it's in our pool and yes it is and another movie of his is in our pool too mm-hmm. yeah yeah right i was trying to think which one that was yeah it's brick right yes yes right which is another great one guys support all of ryan johnson's movies he he's literally never made a bad film in my opinion guys you star wars haters get out of here <laughs> 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 i know the last jedi if you don't like it it's fine it's totally valid not to like it it's like <laughs> Brothers, Brothers Bloom is a very good movie, and you can get yeah. out of here with that. <laughs> I really I think like it's it. Good. It is good. What are you looking? There it is. I see it. Brothers oh. Bloom. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and there's um, another one. Time travel. So. Looper. Yeah, Looper's fantastic too. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> um, Ryan Johnson. He he's just he's one of those directors that I feel like makes movies for me. It's like just every single part of his movies feel like tailor-made to me. Yeah. One one director that we'll probably mention later is Chad Stahelski. Um, I feel like just in terms of action filmmaking, he's he just makes his films for me. Ryan Johnson's another one. Yeah. I just, I, I, I adore Ryan Johnson. And I, I cannot wait to see the sequel to Knives Out, where it's just Benoit Blanc doing another thing. <laughs> and, it's so good. And Daniel Craig... I love him as Bond, but Benoit Blanc will forever be Daniel Craig for me. Yeah. That mm-hmm. that accent, yeah. that it's that, so well, good. Girl with the dragon tattoo. I mean, he, oh, he's yeah. fantastic in that. Yes, I mean Daniel Craig is is an excellent actor that n- no one, well, very few give the recognition that he deserves because he has so many chops. But all the people's like, yeah, he's a good James Bond. <laughs> but he has so much more to him, and I love him as an actor watch logan lucky as well it's another good daniel craig movie i know neither of you have seen that but watch logan lucky he's great in that and, he, and it's his first attempt yeah. at a southern accent he's very good in that as well really Channing tatum's in that yeah. adam driver's in that yeah. a bunch I, of great I people i need to see another Soderbergh movie yeah 
<laughs> oh, you don't even know what. <laughs> no, but the look May is giving you. Like... <laughs> you showed me Ocean's Eleven she as my you. first. Sorry. Well, at the time, it was a he. Anyway. No, it, it wasn't. It was a he. <laughs> what? I believe that was after I came out to you. No, that was before. It was? Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, but I, I, short story short, short. I, I didn't really like that movie. For some reason. <laughs> it's a great movie. <laughs> Ocean's Eleven, so good. Okay. Anyway, you just did one? Yep. Luke! <laughs> I watched Sleepless in Seattle. Oh, yeah, the famous um, rom-com from the 90s with Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's great. I really enjoyed it. It's uh, the writer of When Harry Met Sally wrote great this movie. one and directed it. And... Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, so it has... It's as consistent with the humor as it is in that movie. Uh, and Meg Ryan's a legend. <laughs> After watching this, I was like, wow, she's such a great actress. I can't believe Yeah, Man. She's, she's fantastic. Yeah. I love and, Meg Ryan, yeah. yeah. Tom Hanks, it goes out insane. I mean, oh, but... yeah. Tom, Tom Hanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's Tom Hanks. <laughs> That's interesting because these are in, like, totally different cities and stuff. Do you know what this film's about? I have no idea what this movie's about. Have you seen No, I've not. Basically, <laughs> Tom Hanks, his wife died. Oh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and he has a son. And okay. uh, one half years later, his eight-year-old son calls this midnight radio talk host. And it says, that I want my dad to have a wife. <laughs> I was like, oh, really? And then the dad gets on the phone and Tom Hanks talks on it. And Meg Ryan is driving and she listens to it. And she's a journalist. And after hearing it, she's like, whoa, this is, whoa. And she gets so interested in it and starts looking into it. And I don't know, it was charming to me. So. Good stuff. I'd recommend it. I've heard plenty too. of good things about it. It's, it's been on my list of shame for a while because it's a very yes. famous romantic comedy. Yeah. Yes. Where did you watch it? I My parents had it, so I borrowed it. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, and it was on my eighth grade list, which is why. So, okay, so. That, that's I've meant to watch that one for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I suppose it's my turn? Yes. Okay, I watched probably the favorite one I've watched since the last episode, a little movie called Inside Lewin Davis. If you pay attention to my letterbox, you will notice that this has now become my fourth favorite film of all time. I adored this movie with everything in me. This is my favorite Coen Brothers movie I've ever seen. Um, Very famous, legendary director's duo. Um, This is about... uh, It was Oscar Isaac's big break, who you might know from the newest Star Wars films. Um, He's an ex machina. He's in Annihilation, which we've covered. Um, he's fantastic modern actor. He's great. And, um, he is a folk singer in the 1961 New York New York music scene. And it's just a week in his life, plain and simple. And the journey that he goes on, what the emotional, like, feeling of the movie is so profound to me and real that I, I genuinely can say I've never experienced a movie that has done disillusionment and depression and a feeling of aimlessness more and more honestly than this and especially given how the story goes because typically especially with a movie with a a folk singer trying to make it you expect it to go a certain way um i'm not going to say specifically how it doesn't go how you expect but it it doesn't go how you expect and it's incredibly powerful and i you go outside too I'm sorry. Oh yeah, outside Luna. Ha <laughs> 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 ha. Um, but yeah, it's it it's one of the greatest films I have ever seen in my life, and it's on Amazon Prime. So, 
get get on it, guys. And I immediately bought it after I watched it. I, I like wow. literally I went off of Amazon Prime and then I got on my phone on the Amazon app and I bought it the <laughs> second when the credits started rolling. Wow. That's not a joke. <laughs> Wow. And like that's how much it it hit me. I want to rewatch this movie so many times because I can see a movie like this gaining meaning for you in so many different ways, and it, it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful in every way. But yeah, Inside Lewin Davis. Wow. Yeah, it's fantastic. All right, my turn again. Yeah, I watched John Wick two finally. Yeah, <laughs> it's been so long. I mm-hmm. watched. John Wick three chapter three when it came out in <laughs> in Parabellum. theaters. Mm-hmm. I think it was the first day it was showing that I saw it too. Mm-hmm. And it's a great theater movie. It's, oh it's, yeah, it's insane. Yeah, but when you haven't watched <laughs> chapter one or chapter two, it's kind of confusing. But it was still really good. Yes. But then I watched chapter one and mm. then never got around chapter two. But I finally watched it. It was so good. I forced her to watch it today. It was so good. <laughs> yes, it is so good. <laughs> I'm kind of sad it took me this long to watch it. but Me too. I'm glad I finally did. It was... <sighs> there, it, 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 like I mentioned, we mentioned Chad Stahelski. The, yes. the guy just knows what he's doing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's so good. From little musical beats to how he, how he sets up all the action scenes. It's like... And, he, and you'll... I don't know if you knew this, but he was actually a former stuntman. He was Keanu really? Reeves' stuntman in The Matrix. Wow. Yeah. And he and so he's obviously very familiar with this whole thing. He's been doing this for over 20 years, so that's probably why all of this is so well done. Can we talk about all the stunts? Like, they're amazing. <laughs> yeah. They're so good. Yeah. Ugh. Even this the open opening sequence, you see Keanu Reeves thrown out of a car. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, ugh. And you see him do his own driving. It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. There's two insane fights with Common in it. Mm-hmm. The one where they get thrown downstairs a lot and one in a train. <laughs> all the, the, the ending mirror climax... That was so good. Yeah, in, in in terms of camera work as well, like yeah, it's so impressive. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a wonderful homage to Enter the Dragon, the old Bruce Lee film, which also ends in a mirror climax. But mm-hmm. it's just, mm, it's it's I mentioned this to you, but I love movies made by people who clearly love movies. Yeah, and you can and you can feel it in it. Mm-hmm. So it, I will always permanently love films like that because I love movies too. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone needs to go watch all of these movies in order. Uh, yes in order but please go watch them yeah they're so good like you like obviously there's a lot of hype around them if you just go into them just i think actually it's kind of cool when people go into the first one expecting a straight action movie yeah because it's half drama Mm -hmm. that movie i think that's what makes it special and especially it's what makes this series feel so like i guess grounded going forward as fantastical as it gets is you have that emotional like part of you throughout that character throughout all those series and it's what makes all those sequels earned as well so if you go into that first one expecting just a bunch of people shooting each other you'll probably be surprised with the emotional weight that all of it has yes and a lot of people that i've heard that don't like action films i've recommended these to them because the common complaints i hear is that that they're movies just designed around getting to the next action sequence. Mm-hmm. And if you like that, that's fine. There are plenty of movies I love that are like that. But obviously, I understand if that's not what you're into. But these are not like that. These 
will will compel you no matter who you are. If you like oh, human yeah. drama, then you will like these movies. That is true. Maybe when you get to the third one, things will start to get a little crazy for you. <laughs> yes, that one is very much an action movie. Yeah, that one's insane. <laughs> but yeah, I'm so glad you liked it. Oh, so good. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Luke? What do you got? I watched Say Anything with the ellipses. Uh, yeah, yeah I, yeah. I saw you watch this, and I want to have a discussion with you about this. Why? <laughs> because I think this movie is so overrated. You do? Yes. Why? It, 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 eh. That's it? That, that's <laughs> it, all? Uh, I never bought the relationship in it. Why not? Because it, gr- granted, I, I watched this movie like five years ago, so <laughs> I might like it if I watched it now. But I remember feeling that there was no real emotional connection between the two and that movie wanted them to get the, to get together because it was a romantic comedy. Yeah. I remember feeling that through it. Yeah. What made them different was she, she like, he called her on the phone and then she like, laughed and he made her laugh and she hasn't she hasn't laughed in so long like she hasn't had anyone do that you're about to say a bunch of things i have no recollection of so (laughs) so maybe i would like it (laughs) so that's why she agrees to go on a date with him Mm -hmm. and so then they have a connection and they're i don't know it doesn't feel like cliche to me they go to a party but the party teens don't feel like i wasn't saying it felt cliched I meant that movie felt like it was throwing the characters in the situations they were just so it could move the plot along, not organically. Uh, it felt manufactured well, there's a whole to me. Dang, with the with her dad, to that, like plays into all this. I mean, you're you're, you're telling you're 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 showing me a bunch of things I don't remember right now. I'm t- <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, believe you. It's, it's such probably an great. Aw- awesome dad daughter relationship that they have. Like I don't see often in movies like this, and also think the comedy in it is pretty consistent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you finally get the Deadpool two two joke now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a moment where Deadpool holds yeah. up like a little his yeah. phone. There's a radio on it with the boombox, and Colossus is just in the X mansion, like mm. <laughs> like it's like a sad breakup thing. And this this is a movie it's referencing. Yeah. Uh. Before John Cusack's out to this party and he's the key master, meaning he gets the keys of everyone's cars you mm-hmm. know, where they get drunk. And some dude comes up to him, like, high fives him. He's like, What's up, brother? And he's like, Man, I wish you hadn't done that with the keys in your hand, brother. <laughs> yeah, anyway. <laughs> oh, good stuff. <laughs> yeah, also, someone's a chicken there. Yeah. There's a chicken in here? No. What? <laughs> like, at the party. Someone was dressed up as a chicken. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if you're aware of this, Alexis, but um, Luke has a, a is partial to chickens in movies. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? It's like an omen for a good movie. Yeah. For him, yeah. Wow. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. It's for this girl and this guy. They were exes, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm in love with you still and stuff." She's like, "Oh, really? Yeah." He's like, "Okay, let's have sex." And she's like, oh. "No." He's <laughs> 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 like, "Good stuff." Yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll have to rewatch it. It sounds, mm-hmm. it sounds pretty good. Yeah. Uh, okay. You got any more? No, you don't have any more. I don't think so. All right, I have one more. Yes. You want me to get on it, or other you, than you, mother? No, other than mother. Yes. <laughs> uh, do you want me to do it and then you go, or do you want to go and then me go? Uh, I, I think I should do mine before those. Okay. To end on a positive. Okay. Okay. Cool. 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 Yeah. 
Uh, I'll watch the main adventures of Winnie the Pooh, which I love. It's great. I, I rewatched it, actually, because mm-hmm. I watched this a lot as a kid. Have you seen any Winnie the Pooh stuff? Yes. Yes. My sister's obsessed with Winnie the Pooh, so I've seen all of it. Yes. <laughs> Except for the newest one. Uh, Christopher oh, yeah. Robin. Yeah. The live- I've actually seen that. That's the only Winnie the Pooh thing I've seen. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's okay. It's cute. I will never watch it again, but... <laughs> <laughs> You know McGregor's good in it? Anyway, continue, Luke. Yeah. I apologize. I don't know. This is absolutely charming, this movie and stuff. I don't know. <laughs> but Winnie the Pooh's always been a very cute, like, property that I've mm-hmm. always really enjoyed. But, yeah. yeah. Eeyore is, like, so depressed and so he's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Eeyore is my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> always has been since I was little. Wow. Okay, and I watched Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit. Oh no, which is bad. All right, now we can move on. <laughs> <laughs> Don't watch Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit if you're a fan of the Jack Ryan character. <laughs> yeah, Chris Pine's good in it, but he only plays Chris yeah. Pine. Uh, Kenneth Branagh directed it. Yeah, sad. All the movies he's directed in this uh, last decade, uh, not been stellar. Right? Well, the Orient Express was pretty good. I haven't seen. It. It's pretty good. I mean, it's, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, it's Cinderella exactly was you, fine. I mean, haven't seen it. <laughs> but um, well, I've seen the original Cinderella, obviously, yeah. but not the live action remake that you're yeah. referring to. What about Cinderella Three? It's listened. Good movie. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. We did an episode on it, Luke. Yes. You know I love this movie. <laughs> I know. It's great. Yeah. It's actually fantastic. <laughs> Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit Kenneth Branham has a Russian accent, and that's all I'm gonna say. And yeah. Kira yeah. Knightley deserved better. And... Yeah, she did. So did Chris Pine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. You showed me a movie. Yes. It's uh, called The Black Coat's Daughter, Oz mm-hmm. Perkins. Yep. Uh, it, I, I love this director so much. He's, he's so good. But this movie is like a slow burn movie. Or like these, so it's your shit. Yes, exactly. I love slow burn. <laughs> I love being set on fire without realizing it. And, <laughs> uh, That's good. It's like what Ari Aster is to me, Osgood Perkins is to you. Or Oz Perkins. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, Ari Aster of Hereditary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, this one has. Don't give me that look. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that movie. Yeah, because you laughed all the way. Through. I loved that movie. Uh, okay. It was really good. Yeah, it was really good, wasn't it? Yes. <laughs> sorry, Luke. Yeah, sorry. I'm sorry. Anyway, um, this movie was great. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. I wasn't sure what I was kind of in for until I. This movie. Like, I actually remember saying this to you during it. I'm like, wow, this movie's pulling all of its punches. And then it didn't. <laughs> this movie is awesome. Yeah. The more I think about it, the more I like it, actually. It's um it's a very interesting horror film, isn't it? It a lot of horror films they revel in the details they give you being disturbing. This film revels in what it doesn't give you. Mm-hmm. And that absence is what feels interesting because you're constantly like this is what a movie should be but then it intentionally makes you not feel that way whether it be the dialogue being very intentionally stilted to whether it be the shots having a lot of negative space in them a lot of interesting stuff like that the setting that is usually a very populated setting in film being incredibly sparse and just stark and it especially a school feeling very stark is very interesting and it's it's very well done, and I'm very excited to watch it again, actually. I put it on the Blu-rays I want list. Yeah. So. I, would wow. like, I would like to show Lexi here. Yes. Yes. I think you'd like it, actually. Mm-hmm. It's very Yay. good. <laughs> okay. It's a very Luke movie. 
and mm. that's not bad at all. It's very good. So, <laughs> as, as surprised <laughs> as I was, that did not have that... a negative connotation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just messing. No, it is good. It's very, it's it's a very Luke movie, and it's very good. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just it's on Netflix, guys. It is on Netflix. It's oh, easily accessible. Yeah. Give I'm it a not, give yeah, it a good old bloody see, watch. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry? Yeah, I think it's on Canopy, too. Yeah, yeah, if, if you want to... Yeah, yeah, we haven't sure. mentioned that in a while. I mean, Canopy is a great service. You should all have it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, that's kind of the movie that I'd just rather people not knowing a damn thing about it mm-hmm. <laughs> before going into it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't want to... There's the actress that plays... You know what I'm talking about. Cat. <laughs> huh? Cat? Cat. The actress that plays the character Cat is insanely good in this movie. Mm-hmm. Insanely good. She yes. freaked me the hell out quite <laughs> a few times. And Emma Roberts as Joan is great too. Yes, she's like great. The girl that plays Rose, Rose is yeah. also fantastic. Yeah, these are three girls. In yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fantastic, good stuff. And there's a lot of uh, little hidden elements um, that are metaphors. I don't want to spoil, but yeah, mm-hmm. a bunch of interesting stuff. Yeah. 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 That's a black coat's daughter. Mm-hmm. Is that the show? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the show. All right. Thank you all for listening to episode 17 on Mother. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you guys want to follow us on social media, we have an Optimus Movies Twitter. We have an Optimus Movies Instagram. We, um, we All three of us have Letterboxd. They will all be in the description. Um, yeah. Um, anything else you guys want to mention before you sign off? No. Yeah. No. <laughs> all right I hope, I hope you guys have a great day i hope you guys have a great week and we will see you next time goodbye Adios, is that the interpretation that you're uh, what'd you say <laughs> <laughs> No, you're cutting that out. <laughs> That's so good. But, um, what the? <laughs> My pencils fell. <laughs> okay, cut this out. You guys might want to get a little bit closer to the mic. You guys aren't being read too much. Uh, good. Did that make a difference? Okay, now oh, it is, well, but that's... when you but when you intentionally make kind of quiet noises into it, no, it doesn't make a difference. <laughs> no, it is this better difference. for you? Yes. Is this okay. better? Yes. Actually, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was just trying to make sure that it wasn't too quiet. Yes. Uh. <laughs> Cute. Yeah. Uh. Not me, anyway. Yep. Not what? <laughs> oh, come on. I'm not cute. Yes, you are. I'm a I'm a I'm a dumb bitch. I mean, that that's have to me, do with but... what you look. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. <laughs> I'm just trying to say you're cute. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Just take it. Come on. <laughs> Let us compliment you. Just take it. Come on. <laughs> they have a podcast in you. Just accept it. <laughs> <laughs> they can't see me. <laughs> uh, what are you? <laughs> um. <laughs> Who am I I doing a podcast with right now? (laughs) I'm just kidding. I love both of you. Uh I do. Uh I do. Uh Uh Cool. Yeah. (laughs) I love you too. Yay. (laughs) I love you too. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we love you, Luke. Yay. Yay.